welcome to the How to HR podcast. I'm your host, Shona, founder and director at Lilac HR, where we help small and medium-sized businesses become brilliant employers. Thank you so much for joining us today. Feel free to subscribe and let's get cracking. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of How to HR. I'm joined today by my wonderful guest, Liz from The Guru Company. How are you, Liz? I am very well and delighted and thank you very much for inviting me. Oh, you're very welcome. So shall we kick off by just letting everybody know who you are and what you do? Yes, why not? So I work specifically um, with leaders in business, business owners, um, to help them, I talk about Tish, so you have to spell that backwards to be polite, Tish together, you know, to, so that they can actually continue to look after their most valuable business asset, which is their mind, um, because our businesses and our success really relies on the resilience, the agility, um, the flexibility of our mind in order to lead fearlessly. So I help people do the inner work so that they can do that, come out of the shadows and, you know, really play 100% all in. I love that so much because success in business really is 80% mindset, isn't it? Oh, if not higher. Seriously, yeah. it, it is about having that true grit. There's been huge studies, hasn't there, about sort of comparing knowledge and expertise to true grit. And when you look at people and you think, how did they get there? And it has been mostly about their resilience and their ability, ability just to keep bouncing back. Yeah, so, 100%. Yes. So why is that level of resilience so important? It's important because if you think about what we come up against um, in business and in leaders, and this is why my interest is there, because I am fascinated with that. The people who go against the human norms, those people who are wanting to go out there that will stick their head above the parapet, that don't go for safety, don't go with the herd, don't go with the pack. So resilience is about keeping going and if you look at the latin for resilience it's resilio which is literally translates to bounce back so it's about the burnout it's about um not hitting that self-destruct button so if you think if i give you a, a, an, an analogy put my teeth in and we talk about and it's really common half glass empty half glass full okay actually it's all about the story you tell yourself because it doesn't matter whether it's half full or half empty. It weighs exactly the same. So it's about how long you're prepared to hold that for. If you're telling yourself the right stories and something has gone not quite how you had planned and your glass is looking half empty, if you're telling the right stories, it's like, oh, great. I have another half to fill up with something new. And it is that that we're talking about. So there's the mental resilience, which is your mindset, your decision making, your thinking. But it has an immediate impact on the emotions. Yeah. So you cannot you can separate them, but you can't. They are almost seamless. If that makes sense. Yeah, completely, completely. So that's why it's so important. If you have those two going in tandem, and we're talking about true grit and coming back over and over again, 
another go at it another opportunity in actual fact your your success has been multiplied you haven't changed but your success is multiplied and it's so relevant it's so relevant today isn't it given the 12 months that everybody's had and the fact that being in business anyway isn't easy never mind when the rest of the world's kind of gone to pot oh totally well the thing is a lot of the um business owners and leaders that i've spoken to over the last 12 months have been holding it together for everybody else they've been holding that positivity for everybody else and that if you're unable to make sense of it if you're unable to or you find that it's just overwhelming can lead you straight into that sort of awful arena of procrastination imposter syndrome you know those 3 a.m wake-up calls where you go have I really got it in me to keep going and you start taking on the whole responsibility of the world I had a a young um, and I say young as in um, company um, new business owner speak to me and said oh I only started my business last year what a year that was to start and it was all really quite negative and I said to them I said you know what it's been the biggest learning ground for everyone it's probably been the biggest leveler for so many people it's been the opportunity to um look at new ways of working you know sort of um sift out the old wood type stuff you know dust things off but it's just a different way of looking at it. It's just opening your perspectives. I just have to say that actually, like it's not the it's not the circumstances or the situation we find ourselves in that causes that emotion, is it? Like you said before, it's the stories that we're telling ourselves about it. Always. And when you when you look at um, how you think, literally, will affect your emotions your emotions affect your actions your actions affect your outcomes so the whole thing is like a domino effect you know but you interrupt it and you can change your outcome as like flicking a switch on so yeah it's it that's why it's so important we cannot ignore it and so many leaders and business owners leave it to the last minute it's almost like it's screaming at them by the time they reach out and say, this isn't good. Yes. So what can leaders and business owners do to avoid reaching that point where it's a bit like they've passed the point of return and they're feeling that overwhelm and the burnout? I mean, there's, 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 there's five tips that I think make huge difference. Um, to anyone in leadership and it and I learned the hard way after however many years I was in leadership in in the NHS um and and it spells calm and that's why I like it because it it it's almost it almost resonates with you and you just sort of you're getting to that moment that peak when you think I am going to burst just think calm and calm spells out curiosity stay curious it's about when you stay curious it puts you in that mind frame of possibilities solutions this isn't the end this is just the beginning it takes you if you think about when you're when you're there's a lovely saying that every thought casts a spell 
And anyone who loves any of those sort of Harry Potter type things, you know, actually, if you can cast a spell, it can be anything. So, you know, make those thoughts really expand what's possible out there. It makes you ask the bigger questions and, and deeper questions. And it's about sort of, and it's what we do for evolution. It's like, what if, what if I could? What if, if th something changed, what would it look like? That's curiosity. The second one is A, obviously, and it's accept. Accept just what's in front of you because everything else we attach our emotions to and we we tell the story around it. So just accept it for what it is, okay? Don't don't sort of start ex sort of wondering different things and and creating a bigger a bigger mess but inside your head. It's transient. Accept that emotion, get comfortable with it, notice it, name it feel it it's like a cloud it will pass no emotion or thought stays any longer if you do not feed it with something else and that is a real breath of fresh air when you're really feeling as uh, like you know this is the worst thing that's ever happened if you can just sit with it don't feed it with anything and let it just pass it goes much much quicker then you've got the two l's so this, the first L I put down as learning, and it's about being the student, the apprentice. You don't need to know everything. Be vulnerable. There's in leadership, vulnerability is so powerful um, that it actually attracts people who want to come and help. That does not mean that you have to dissolve into tears and, you know, be wailing in the loose and things like that. I'm talking about that vulnerability of, of saying, do you know, I don't know the answer. I actually don't know the answer. Who can help me with this? There's a great freedom in being a student because you can ask any question and learn from each other. It doesn't matter where that learning comes from. And then the second one is locus of control. It's what we talk about, the locus control. And that sort of, um, that's how holding on to that belief, that self-belief that you are able to be fully accountable. That means you make life happen. Anything you do will turn out with a with a with an outcome, if that makes so your decision is 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 your decision and you hold on to that. Now feeling like you've got that 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 control almost makes puts you puts you outside of the of the chaos and the crisis. Does that so I gave an analogy the other day is if you think about a fireman or a fire person and they turn up at a crash and you have to be sitting in the car, in the car, God forbid, do you want that fire officer to get into the car with you and empathize about how awful this is? And, oh, God, you know, if only this hadn't happened. Or do you want them to stand outside of the vehicle and go, OK, what do we do need to do next? Who can we get to cut this bit? And they have that overarching, you know, that overarching view of it. That's the locus control. That's how that feels when you stand outside of something and it gives you a, a, a separation. And then there's the M, which is the mental warm up. Always mentally warm up for something. Any of us, if we stood in, in the middle of a road, however quiet the road is for long enough, will get squished that's it <laughs> okay so if we mentally warm up 
and and with all of what we've just said about with with all the other um letters of of calm actually we are going to do so much more we are going to um do what's right for the team we're going to be so much more flexible rather than just really tunnel vision our 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 peripheral vision will be so much wider we'll see the big picture and we'll be able to remind ourselves of what we're trying to achieve so that would be the mental warm-up so looking at where are we going where were we going what's our outcome and then you apply the next steps to that so that would be my advice obviously come and see me <laughs> but certainly talk talk you know you're not on your own there's going to be a lot of people out there ready to listen yeah I love that I I really love that analogy and I, I immediately felt calm as you were talking about it do you know it, and you. that's the story isn't that strange that's the story you hear something and you attach it to that emotion so if we talk about crisis it's almost like we sit up ready to take it in you go calm sit back let's have a think about this exactly and that's what we want everyone to do yeah it doesn't need to be a big drama we don't need to we create so much drama in our lives don't we about everything that's just we just don't need it and we we take on other people's drama as well and it, it affects us and it just doesn't have to be that way does it no no and that and that's i suppose feeds into the analogy of, of the the fire officer you know actually what people do is what people do what you do is all yours and we can choose but actually in leadership to get that emotional and mental resilience uh, it's funny when i was years ago when i was first in the nhs and we were talking about resilience it was like um they were talking about being hard cold um not caring you know make a decision because it's all about money it's all about this it's all about you know ticking boxes getting your kpis and what have you actually it's anything but being emotionally and and uh, mentally resilient means that there's a lovely saying and i and i won't apologize for going country and western on you but there's a lovely song and it and it's garth brooks and he tell he says it in the words of the song it says you chance you chance to ride the waves no hang on you ride you learn to ride the waves and you chance to ride the rapids Love it. and when you have that emotional and mental resilience that's exactly it you ride those waves and then you literally just hop your way through those rapids and and dodge those dodge those nasty you know the rocks that are sticking out because you have so much clarity so that to me is 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 sort of sums up really the the ability to to recognize and be emotional therefore because we all love our jobs we all love our bit well, we hope we love our jobs we can fall back in love with our jobs when they're not giving us so much um or we're not accepting so much um resistance against them yeah so that makes you know so for me that just that just says it we've got so much more flexibility when we know how we're thinking we know how we're feeling it won't come up and bite us completely i've done so much leadership training with with managers in business where 
you're you're teaching them to like you say you have to have emotion you have to have empathy with people but when you're making Mm -hmm. employment decisions you can't be emotional you can't base your decisions on how this particular individuals made you feel or you know I've I've had it this week where a a poor client has had um they've had to sack somebody this week and Mm. they they took that decision and they took that person's actions really personally and I get it it's your business it's your baby this person was stealing so not ideal you are going to take it personally but Mm -hmm. it's so important that you take that overarching view and just work through it you can go and slag them off down the pub later or to me on the (laughs) phone that's completely fine but you just need to hold it together while you're doing that management bit don't you but that's you know okay so you you know sacking someone there is a definitive issue there is a definite issue you have broken the rules stepping back means I'm dealing with you because of that yes I'm hurt yes I'm injured because I've been paying you I trusted you and all the rest of it but natural fact it's our emotion when we look at that then they it's almost like Again, it doesn't stop you from feeling, but it helps you understand where it's coming from. Therefore, the bounce back is so much easier. Get yeah. straight back on to where you need to be. Yes. Rather than sort of waiting for the roundabout to go round twice more. <laughs> and then you've got catch up. Yeah. And without it completely derailing your entire day, like one little incident doesn't need to ruin the rest of your day or your week or your month. It doesn't need to spiral you out of control. No. No. And if you think about how many people you listen to over the, you know, if you say, did you have a nice time last night? Well, and they'll talk about a five minute when somebody really cheesed them off because they were wearing the same dress as them or they spilt red wine on you or something like that. They forget about everything else. So we straight away go out of kilter. It's out of balance. There's no there's no sense to it. But instead of just coming straight out and going, do you know, it was a lovely party. I had a lovely time. There was an incident, but, you know, it couldn't have ruined my evening. And that's the difference, isn't it? That's the story you're telling yourself. And the difference is it can be learned. This is not something you are born with. Resilience is really conscious and it's something you can work on. The amount of times I've heard people say, you know, oh, I've, you know, to be a leader you've got to you know you're either born with this and I, actually no we can teach you all sorts of things you know this this is all about you now as, a, as an adult as a leader how do you want your leadership to look like what's important to you know your values know your beliefs make so much life so much simpler yeah it does just just that little smidge of emotional awareness is so powerful in helping you to understand other people isn't it it's it's fascinating because i have so many managers and they they're all you know they're all individual business owners and they will get so so angry because somebody isn't behaving in a way that they would behave and mm-hmm. it's just having that understanding that people have their own little ways of doing things people have their own little stories they tell them people have their own levels of resilience that aren't the same as yours and if you can just understand that it makes you so much more powerful 
I think it does. stops you overreacting, yeah. stops the knee jerk, you know, which can get you into trouble as a leader and as a business owner. It allows you to say, I wonder what's going on for this person. Then you can get mad. Do you know what I mean? It's like, ask a deeper question. What's that about? Well, because I this, that and the other go, that's not what I employ you for. Boom, boom. You're back on that, aren't you? Rather than just going straight into, they might have a perfectly good rationale for what you see as the most horrendous thing. And I think that to me has always been key. We all perceive situations so differently, you know, but actually with discussion and a bit of balance, it's resolved so much quicker and earlier because you stop being worried about it. Yeah, you actually start tackling things head on. Yeah, and I, I also think it having that resilience kind of impacts your own self-confidence, doesn't it? Because I think when you're when you can be a bit more resilient and you can, like you say, ride the waves, you're not worrying so much about what other people are thinking or what other people are going to think or what they're going to do. You just kind of are comfortable with how you're going to handle something, aren't you? confidence is something that you cannot buy you curate all of this and it comes as a natural payoff the investment in earning about how you respond to things what triggers you how you can you know how you're thinking what that almost like the dna of that thought which goes way way back to maybe something that happened at school which is always really funny when you and i don't mean funny ha ha but it's like oh my god well i was well that's when i that's when i decided that that wasn't right well does it pay you dividends now no it doesn't so should we think of something different you know it's boof it's off like a like a i don't know a puff of smoke never to darken your door again and it's things like that that i think makes so much difference so much difference but it's not just the confidence but this is something that i think a lot of people miss is that actually what comes with that is charisma if you've ever been in the company of a really good leader and i mean a really good leader there's nothing pretentious about them but they hold your they hold your gaze, they hold your attention. And that's charisma. It's you, it's not even that sort of superstar thing where you're star struck, the superficial thing. It's like, how did you do that? You know, you've done, you didn't even break into a sweat almost, isn't it? And it's just sort of like, I need to know more. And that's what I find fascinating. And it comes, it comes with that type of study of yourself and how you respond. Very warm, very open and attracts people to you. Yeah, I completely agree. And it, it doesn't, yeah, you're right. The, 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 the best leaders that I've ever worked with, I'm in awe of them because it's so effortless for them to just be good. And they're yeah. not really... They're not necessarily trying. They're not trying to impress anybody. They're not not really doing anything that doesn't feel natural for them, I suppose. And the sad thing is, you know, these leaders that are like that are working their backsides off and thinking all the time. It looks effortless on the surface, but they've done that growth. And I'm a great... 
I talk about this a lot with a lot of my clients. It's about natural leadership. It looks natural. It comes across as natural, like you just said. So I am a great one for, I, I see a lot of people saying, oh, I train leaders and we do this type of mapping. We do personality charts. We do all of these things. So we know who, what motivates you. And when also, when the chips are down, we revert to type. So I would challenge anyone who's got these certificates flying around, whatever level of leadership they're at, they haven't got time to run around, find the folder for where they have their chart <laughs> to tell them how they would react in this situation <laughs> or maybe what they were their preferences or whatever, whatever. It comes from the soul. So if you've done this work, it's coming from you and you're comfortable with it, which means you react how you expect to react. You don't even scare yourself. I mean, can you imagine that? You know, it's like <laughs> no shock. It's like, oh, yeah, OK, this is how I feel about this. And that's the tone you can use when someone really gets in your face. It's like, I'm not really sure about that. I'm not sure we're on the same wavelength because I already know what mine is. Yes. <laughs> Do you know exactly. what I mean? So I'm a huge advocate for a natural leadership and a natural leadership comes with working on yourself. Yeah, I completely agree. So what would you say is the first step in that journey in working on yourself to be that naturally strong, charismatic leader? I would spend time understanding what you stand for, what your beliefs are, and what your values are. Values are very, they're one of the most challenging things to work on. However, they are the things that literally are your foundation of all your beliefs. And once you've started to discover those, and often they don't, you don't even realize they're there until someone treads on them. It's almost like, oh, hang on a moment. <laughs> it's just, and it's like, I don't think you should have done that. I think I should be. And, and all of a sudden you suddenly realize what your values are. So, and I think that your values change depending on the context that you're in. So that's my biggest tip is if we're talking about leadership, sit down and only focus on leadership. What are my values of leadership? And then once you've got I don't know, maybe five or six values that you think you stand for as a leader, break them even further down. Because when you run out of steam, they're your true values. And then you can understand, you can then come back up and go, okay, so if I, if I have that as my value, what do I believe is right? Once you start that journey, actually doors open, understanding opens it's phenomenal how much that work can uncover that you don't even realize is beneath the surface isn't it because I've done quite a lot of mindset work this last year and a lot of it's just involved journaling and I'll have a couple of little question prompts start writing stuff down and you just write and just keep writing until you've got nothing left to write and stuff yeah, comes up that, sense. yeah and stuff yeah. comes up that does I didn't even think was there you know things like what, what are you afraid of and you sit there yeah. and go, I'm not afraid of anything. Or no. spiders, maybe. Mm. But mm. When, until you start writing it down and actually seeing what thoughts come up, 
it's amazing what's in there just a lot and i think the blank page is often the thing that puts people off so make a mark literally a mark nothing else and then allow your pen to write even if you start writing i have not a clue what i'm going to write about today but if i did <laughs> and then let it come and like you say just let it flow it does not have to be grammatically correct spelling handwriting no one's marking this but i think after the day i've, I've got a, a a lovely new um venture that i'm going on which i'm doing a monthly broadcast into a company Brilliant. which is all about finishing strong so it's all about emotional resilience for the staff for the organization it's like knowing your significance start there if you start understanding just what you bring to the world you will uncover so much so yeah i agree with you journaling is amazing yeah and, and that's really interesting what you're talking about as well from a from a staff perspective because i think although there's lots of business owners listening to this i also think it's quite interesting to look at things from your staff's perspective isn't it and kind of Listen, your staff, you lead, lead, a good leader will lead through their staff. Their success, not one person um, have I ever come across or read about that has done or achieved success solely on their own. So their team, and I've, I mean, I've run some quite massive teams in the NHS, and I have to say, I wouldn't have achieved any of it without them. And they're all leaders, they're all influential at wherever they're standing, wherever they're sitting in the office environment or on the shop floor or whatever, they all have an influence. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely understand where they're coming from. Yeah. And and I this is this is one of the things that I'm really trying to work on with my clients is starting to see their employees as an asset as opposed to an expense. Because like you yeah. say, you, you, you've employed these people for a reason. And that reason is that you can't be as successful as you want on your own. You need help. Yeah. You know, if I needed if I needed a new piece of equipment, I wouldn't then resent it. I would be thinking, well, this is an investment because I need it to do my job. Same yeah. thing, isn't it? Oh, totally. I mean, I'm working with a director in, in, a, a, in an organisation at the moment and he's, he'd only just started and he said, I don't have time to make friends. And I said, you don't have time not to, <laughs> so, that. you know, go ask their first name and just put something down next to their name that is significant to remember them by. I said, they will make the changes faster than you will ever even instruct you know, they could, they will tell you the things that are getting in their way. You know, you might think it looks fabulous and, and really snazzy, but actually when you start looking at them and breaking them down, they go, yeah, but that gets in my way. If we did that one quicker, they're the ones that know they're on the tools and you're right. They're not, an, they're in expense when you don't. Yes. That's, that's the biggest thing. They're the expense when you don't. Yeah, completely agree. I, I did a um, 
I was working in corporate HR, we did a, an employment in, employee engagement survey. And it was just a little quick one. It was just something like what would we asked them what they thought we were doing well and what would make their day at work better. And like 90 percent came back and said more money, which I was fully expecting. <laughs> it's what yeah. But one of them said, I would really like a clock on the wall in the factory so that I can keep an eye on on the pace of what I'm doing and make sure that I'm on target. And nice. I thought, wow, for the sake of a six pound clock off Amazon, that okay. employee's day has now improved. She's now working more efficiently because she can see yep. where she's at. Yep. Simple. And it's a very, very few of the things that they'll come up with are rocket science or need massive investment. Yeah, agree. I mean, I, I, had, I was running a department that took all the frontline calls um, in, a, in a hospital, um, advice lines and crisis lines and things like that. And the one thing that they said is they never had anywhere that they felt they could get away from the phones. And it didn't take much. They didn't even want a window. But I found an office and we had a six foot beanbag in there. We had an, a, 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 um, oh, a diffuser, a, a, a light, a Bluetooth thing. And literally it was it was a it was a life changing moment. You know, the 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 tempo went up people went in there they didn't overcrowd it they didn't go in and then sort of never come back or oh, no one person went in there <laughs> and didn't come back for hours I have I have to admit that but it's one of those things it's just knowing it was there simple yeah really simple you know and it and that just that just came from conversation about what would be nice just need to get away from it and that didn't mean I need to go and sit outside it didn't mean I needed to go for a walk it didn't it was literally the next door office but they couldn't see that they couldn't see their desk from this next door office that's it and and it, it doesn't mean that giving them a six-foot beanbag means they're all going to be asleep all day and I think this is something that employers really worry about isn't it that if we if we support people or if we give them too much they'll just they won't do anything but of course they will, because you'll manage them, won't you? Well, but that and that's the difference, isn't it? And I think actually, can I just say the the, the one thing that I learned is that you lead people. You can't manage a person. You can manage a piece of a, a, a piece of IT equipment. You can manage a, a, um, a process. But actually, if you get down and really understand your staff and lead them, the payback is twice. I completely agree. It's twice what you'd ever expect. And that's not going to be 100% of the time. But then, potentially, you look at your recruitment process, don't you? Yes. Yeah, completely. And, and this is, again, a lot of work that I do with my clients is working on recruiting their dream employee. But that takes some inner work first because we have to sit and do the work on why do we need this person what is important to us that we need yeah. to be important to them in order yeah. for them to be successful because especially yeah. when you're a small business if you've got a small team that really is your baby isn't it that really you can't afford totally. to have a costly recruitment process for someone who is isn't going to last six months no. so you really do need to do this inner work and I love what you said about understanding your values and what's important to you because mm. it's not until you start digging into that that you think actually 
it really is important to me that somebody turns up on time because otherwise it's going to really piss me off or absolutely time time keeping has been the biggest bugbear of so many of my 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 clients you know where people don't turn up or they go sick at the drop of a hat and things like that but they're the conversations you're having at recruitment yes not whether they've got we can teach people skills we can't teach them an attitude to match ours so it's for us to bring that out and see the possibilities and I I personally used to hold the 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 opinion that I wouldn't employ anyone that I wouldn't have for dinner if I couldn't sit and have a dinner with them I couldn't employ them and it wasn't having dinner with them because we got on like a house on fire and all the rest of it I love someone who has a a different perspective or challenges me and says I don't know if we should do it like that oh really why you know and it's that sort of thing so it's it's not having yes people around you it's having people who has who've got an opinion but actually when you when you really look at the bigger vision they want to go the same way as you we used to call it true north if we were all facing in that same direction we can come from it from all different angles Mm -hmm. for richness but we were all facing the same way yeah I love that I love that I like to refer to recruitment like dating so like you wouldn't you wouldn't go on a date with somebody and ask about all the previous dates that they've been on because that won't tell you anything about what they'd be like in a relationship with you you would have proper meaningful conversations about what you like what you don't like what you want to do where you want to go what you enjoy doing and that gives you the feel of whether or not you're going to gel doesn't it you don't just sit there and go well well like what what was your relationship like when you were 16 I want to know it's not relevant (laughs) yeah yeah why did you dump them hey Yeah. yeah no absolutely and I think that's that fits in nicely with you know would I have them for dinner yeah would I would I have them around my table you know that to me is whether or not I'm willing to nurture yes because that's our job is to nurture these people along you know they're going to bring stuff to us and I want to use that stuff in the most possible positive way you know but it's for us to draw that out of them and make it possible Hmm. yeah it's not for us to teach them the skills because ideally they'd have already gone out and got the qualifications to do the job yeah like you say it's, it's to nurture them and help them on their journey wherever it is they're going if they're going to stay with you and your company or if they're going to go and take over the world or whatever it is they're going to go and do yeah I used to say the same thing about student nurses you know they'd come out of their 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 university course with with the certificate but you knew full well that the true learning started when you gave them the keys and you saw the fear of God in their face you know it's like oh the responsibility I'm not ready and the amount of people went no I'm not ready and you think you've just done three bloody years you know (laughs) but it's that that's that nurturing and if you like them you're more likely to invest in them and literally allow them to blossom and I think you know if you can see people who are better than you they're the ones that you want to employ yes because you can stand back and just release the reins a bit and that is just freedom in leadership isn't it that is but you know what I think that was one of the most important lessons I learned when I was managing a team the first team I ever managed 
I had uh, I had to recruit somebody to support me through a really busy time. And I had two candidates. One was pretty much the same level of experience as me. But in the interview, she asked me a question and I didn't know what she meant. And that immediately threw me off. And I thought, oh, I don't like that. She's going to be better than me. I don't like that. So I hired the other candidate who didn't have anywhere near as much experience. She really needed handholding throughout everything. And it was hard work. And if I could go back and do that again, I would hire the other candidate. Not because I didn't like that. I liked both girls. They were both really lovely. Mm -hmm. But it didn't help me because I was training somebody. And what I needed was a right wing woman who could just help me out and like you say release the reins a little bit and free my time up and you've just got to get over that ego totally totally because it's not the thing is you see I've always talked about you know we are in leadership and we are in business you have to have an ego it's a bit like emotional intelligence and and mental resilience just because you've got it doesn't mean you know how to deploy it Yes. And that's the biggie. We have that ego because we're telling people that we don't need an employer. We can make our own way. We're saying, I've got the skills. How I do it is better than him down the road or her down the road. We, we have that ego. But when we deploy it properly and say we're adding value, this is why, you know, it's that, isn't it? So when you when you're in a meeting and you see somebody actually to deploy your ego going, she's good. She's really good. You can teach me something here. That's employing your ego because yeah. you already know you're good. So if you can be even better, let's have someone to teach you. That's the vulnerability of emotional intelligence. I love that so much. I feel like there are so many nuggets of wisdom in there that people can learn from. I think that's absolutely fantastic. I hope so. I hope <laughs> so. I just, I just buzz. I just love what I do. And I think, you know, there's so much talent out there that's locked in. Yes. You know, because we confine ourselves, we're a bit sort of good at conforming to this, that and the other. And actually, we are a, a whole host of secrets. Yeah, we really are. And actually, if we spend the time working on ourselves as leaders, the changes we can deliver in the world are just beyond belief, aren't they? Oh, you know, you've got to look. I mean, every time we make a decision, there's, 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 you've got to check the ecology of that decision, haven't you? It's the pebble in the water. Look at the ripples. If you're into quantum physics, which I love, anything that actually the medical model can't prove or disprove is always a fascination to me. But you look at that when that breath of wind and breeze passes your face. Was it? Was it that butterfly in the Amazonian forest that started that? Was it? Because that's what we do. Every time you move, you're you're moving the, the, the air around you. How do you know where that's going to end up? So if I make a decision that actually tomorrow I'm going to launch, I don't know, a whole new um, course. How do I know where that's going to go? How do I know the person who comes on it isn't going to go and do this, isn't then going to go and, you know, I don't know, win a Nobel Peace Prize because they've got the confidence to go out there and do their research or stand up in front of thousands of people and do their speech and their talk. I don't know, some, it has to start somewhere. 
And if we don't start on ourselves, we just don't know where it's ever going to start, do we? Honestly, I just look, you've got me really excited. <laughs> I'm just excited to go and do something now. <laughs> Good. But it, I mean, the world is our oyster. We are literally only limited by our imagination. Completely. I couldn't even agree with you more. I think we limit ourselves so much, but we can completely unlock that power yeah. and achieve anything. Yeah, we're so busy putting ourselves in pigeonholes, then shutting the lid. I asked somebody the other day, I go, who are you? No, who really are you? And they said, oh, well, I'm a, a dad, I'm a, I'm a this and I'm a that and all the rest of it. And I just sat there thinking, yes, but who are you? And there was a lovely thing. Actually, my daughter showed it to me. I don't have TikTok, but my daughter showed it to me. And the chaps was on there. I've used it on something else. And he said he went to a therapist American chap went to a therapist and started saying you know what was all the issues and everything and she said she turned to him and she said so you seem really together considering you've never had therapy before and he said look he said I'm a good husband to my partner I'm a good dad to my children I'm a good employee to my employer and I can't remember what else he was talking about anyway. And she she listened to everything. And she, oh, that's right. She, he was good friend to his friends. And she listened to this list and she sat back and she said, that's all really nice. She said, you're a good friend to your friends for your friends. You're a good husband to your partner for your partner. You're a good employer, employee to your employer for your employer. And, and then she said, who are you for you? And it's just like that. Who are you? When all of this is stripped down, who are you? And we don't spend enough time looking at that. No, we don't. I don't even know how I would answer that. I need to go and do some journaling, I think, on, on who Shona is. I think do everybody you... should do that. That's your homework, people. There you go. I leave you with it. <laughs> Liz that has been so like not even not even mind-blowing I've just I've just enjoyed listening to every single thing that you've been talking about because I think it completely it's all completely true it underpins everything that I do in my business and thank you that's just been fantastic oh, thank you I love the opportunity it's wonderful thank you and I know I can talk forever <laughs> Not at all. I mean, I, I could go on forever, but I'm conscious that it's like a Friday afternoon and, you know, people have got enjoyment to have. Um, yeah. Is there anything that you would like to promote or talk about and um, share your message about? I would like to share my message to all the leaders and all the business owners to give themselves a break and allow their true essence to lead them because they've got it the natural leadership they have it stop stressing about the rights and the wrongs and should have done's and could have done's and just look at what you have done and what you are doing and enjoy what you're doing because it will just make life and when we talk about the ripples in the pond it will impact on everything around you all those long-suffering partners that we have you know it's about enjoying what you do we shouldn't be doing it otherwise 
Um, Promotion-wise, I just do go and visit my website or follow me on Facebook. It would be wonderful. And um, I've got a podcast coming out this afternoon all about resilience. So yeah, amazing. The blog is on my on my website, and the podcast should be on Spotify tonight. Fantastic! I would definitely be giving that a listen, and I will put all the links to your social media platforms and your website on the show notes so that people can find you. Um, but yeah, do do hit Liz up, guys, if you want some support in being a bit more resilient, dealing with that burnout, dealing with that overwhelm, because she is absolutely phenomenal. You're a star. Thank you, Shane. Thank you so much for coming on. I've just really enjoyed it. I don't want it to end. <laughs> we'll have another one to one. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. If you love what you're hearing, then be sure to tell us on Facebook and Instagram at lilachrltd.